Hello and welcome to Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer, not just for Louisiana, but for the entire northern Gulf Coast. And now, introducing your host, Alan DeRitter. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this Christmas edition of Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer. This is Coach Alan Ritter. I'm the head soccer coach at Double South for the boys and for the girls and, uh, and also the kicker coach for the football team. A really tired Coach DeRitter uh, asking you all to please let's start in prayer. In the name of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Take out thanks for letting us have this show and let us have a consistent voice for youth soccer and prep soccer in Louisiana and in the Gulf South, really. And uh, I pray that we'll be able to continue to uh, to thrive. Your, your will be done and uh, that uh, soccer can continue to be playing uh, throughout its regular season and the playoffs without having COVID put it to a halt. We ask this in your son's name. Amen. And Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, well, on the next segment, we're going to catch up with Coach Jason Ortling again from Lake Charles. Uh, I, I don't want to keep, I don't want to uh, take my focus off of the Lake Charles area. Okay, for those of you who are, are old enough to remember Katrina, that Katrina fatigue was very frustrating. When people got tired of hearing about Katrina, so they stopped, they stopped uh, caring, and, uh, and when, especially when we needed the help. It takes a long time to rebuild. And I'm just impressed uh, that St. Louis had their showcase. Okay, that was the premier tournament in the state. That, and I would have to say, St. Paul's Holiday Classic in the in the uh, late '80s, early '90s were, were the uh, creme de la creme of tournaments. And and uh, this year was gonna. I thought it was gonna be impossible for them to have the tournament. Not not just because of um, the hurricane, but also because of COVID. And uh, that's what stopped me from being able to go this year. We had COVID restrictions that were just too stringent. That was too hard for us to travel four hours and try to keep the, um, the the COVID rules that we are keeping in place here at De La Salle to make sure that we don't have one of these, uh, another lockdown. Okay. And uh, our, our, uh, our um, what do you want to call it, uh, uh, approach to COVID has been working. Hopefully a lot of years has. And I'm hoping, uh, as I was, I'm going to talk to Jason later on. Uh, I'm hoping that we don't shut down on the 28th. I know I spread a lot of pessimism last week. I, I don't mean to be a pessimist. I am a realist, however. Uh, I do like to say the truth, and and uh, and I was just reporting. A lot of people out there were just expecting the season to end. I'm noticing this week a little bit less of that attitude. Uh, a little bit more optimism uh, that we're going to keep going. My AD is, is really convinced uh, that since we're an outdoor sport, we probably should be able to keep going. So let's pray to God that that is true. Okay. All right. Uh, time to thank our sponsors real quick. Uh, Club Soccer, again, uh, is, is our main sponsor this season. And we'd like you to uh, reach out to them, especially for your last minute needs. Let's say some of your balls with. uh uh, you know, like your game balls have worn out or you lost them, okay, or uh, you're having problems with uniforms uh, tearing, that's the place to go and get you taken care of quickly. That's club soccer right across the street from Lafayette Park, okay? Um, anyhow, we're going to pay some more bills and when we come back, we're going to talk to Jason Ortling, a living legend at St. Louis Catholic High School. This is Coach Alan Dreader. I'll see you after the break.
All right, everybody. Welcome back to Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer. And we are pleased to have on the phone again, uh, Jason Ortling. And uh, Coach, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Alan. I appreciate you, you inviting me. Um, before we even get started talking about soccer, how's everything going in Lake Charles? It's going a lot better. Uh, things are still, you know, moving slow. It's, it's hard to imagine, you know, five months later, we still have debris in the road and, uh, you know, blue roofs on the on the houses. But it's uh, so much better than it used to be. But it's, it's going to be, I think it's just going to be uh, a long task uh, ahead of us and, and behind us. Yeah, I mean, we didn't get hit uh, one-fourth as hard as you, and we're still uh, in New Orleans. They're still repairing electrical lines uptown. So yeah, yeah that's, that, that's kind of scary to think of. I mean, we, I, in fact, I just finished uh, coming from St. Louis. Uh, one of my daughters who lives in New Orleans uh, hasn't been over here since the hurricanes and, and hasn't had an opportunity to see St. Louis, and she was – of course, devastated uh, to see the school the way it is and, you know, down to the center block of most of the classrooms that she uh, she spent four years in. So it's, uh, we're getting through it, but uh, it's it's a slow process. How in the world were you able to pull off a tournament? Well, it, it was definitely nothing like the, the normal showcase. Um, you know, usually on average, we have about 40 teams that come in, but, if, uh, but of course, the, the big problem with bringing in teams is there's nowhere for them to stay right now either either the hotels are damaged or they have construction workers that are all in the hotels that in the rooms that are available so we had about five teams come in just kind of doing a little uh, almost round robin sort of sort of thing and they were all able to just come in for the day and, and leave but uh we wanted to I, I don't know if it was just uh, stubbornness on my part. We wanted to definitely have something. Uh, it wasn't the, the normal showcase, but just have something that we could say, you know, uh, that those these hurricanes aren't gonna aren't gonna keep us from doing uh, our little tournament. Yeah, well, not only hurricanes, but like what kept us from going to the tournament was COVID, and so it's like there was like a double hit right there. So, um, how did the tournament go? Let's talk about the girls. Uh, what girls team stood out for you? Well, we ended up not having any girls. Uh, it, it was just uh, uh, the five boys teams. Uh, the girls, we ended up just playing some some teams from the area, uh, not really playing the the tournament because, interestingly, the, the uh, most of the girls teams were all from far away that that have always come each year. So, uh, so yeah, along with the the COVID and the hurricanes, uh, we were able to just kind of play some games uh, uh, against some teams in the area from here and then the the, the boys tournament um, had uh, St. Louis, Beauchene, North Vermilion, DeRitter and Sulphur and uh, Sulphur's got a very quality team this year. Uh, they're, they play fast, play hard and, uh, and, and just real really well coached. Uh, North Vermilion I think is also going to make some noise in Division 3. Uh, they've been making some noise the last couple of years but I think this year they just are really playing well, also very well coached. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, Bo Shane is, is not having the year that they usually have, but but I, I have a lot of faith in Coach Chad that, that he's going to turn that around. And, and Coach Wilbur DeRitter also has a very solid team. So we were, we were happy to have the teams that we had, and we ended up uh, playing all the games at St. Louis. So uh, it's, it's ironic that our school is devastated, but St. Louis – 
pretty much has the only field in Lake Charles that has lights. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. That's crazy. So the, the power center complex is still dark? The power center complex, yeah, they had a, a few poles go down. And of course, the insurance uh, is still, you know, not letting a lot of people out there. Uh, they do have some city fields that, uh, that we use or that have been used, but right now they're closed down because of uh, trying to reseed and trying to, you know, just kind of fix some of the construction around there. So, uh, so as far as the schools are concerned, you know, Sulphur, Barb, uh, Sam Houston, all the, la- all the local schools all had damage to their stadium. So, uh, so they're playing games, but they're having to play during the day. Uh, so St. Louis is actually, we, we've actually, like I said, we don't have a school, but we've had more home games than we've ever had before because uh, we played a lot of the local teams at St. Louis at night and, and we're the one of the few, few schools uh, that has lights. I'm so done with 2020. It's got to get better. <laughs> it's got to. That's, that's definitely, yeah, that's definitely my hope as well. I mean, 20, 2021, I, I think we're all waiting around the corner for that. Uh, I'm, you know, hoping and praying that, that soccer season continues. You know, I think we were all, I think we, we've all been stressing out, you know, once football was over with uh, that, you know, nobody cares about soccer and, and basketball as much as they do football. So, uh, except for us, you know, uh, so I'm hoping that with the vaccine coming out, I'm hoping that we can continue the season because uh, I know for our kids in particular, I know we really, really need it. Uh, it's been great for us uh, to be able to get out there and, and be uh, just be out there and be together. So I'm, I'm hoping it, and I'm sure that a lot of teams can say that same thing. Well, it looks like you've been having a pretty good year right now. Uh, y'all on the power rankings, y'all are 13th. Are you satisfied with that, with all the distractions? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think so. We, you know, the coaches and I were, were kind of talking about the other day, you know, we, uh, because of COVID, we really didn't have, the training that we would normally have during the summer. Uh, so we were going to start, you know, I, I usually, I usually kind of don't even touch soccer ball until soccer season comes around. I kind of want them foaming at the mouth, but we were going to start in August uh, once school began and then start practicing during PE and, and doing different things. And, and of course that's when the hurricanes hit. So we didn't, you know, literally the soccer season began when we finally got to school so, uh, so we were a little bit behind. 13th is definitely not where we want to be. Uh, but we've also been playing some really good competition. So uh, I think January is going to be a little bit easier for us. But I think the competition that we played in November and December, I mean, the last two days, for example, I mean, we went to, uh, we went to Mandeville, kind of had a little, a great trip, a little team bonding, and then also played Pope John Paul and St. Paul's. So, uh, you know, uh, we're, we're not backing away from still playing those teams, even though we maybe haven't had the preseason we normally would. It sounds like a Jason Ortland coached team to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to try. We're going to test ourselves. Amen. Well, Coach, thanks for coming on board. And I'm, I'm like you. I'm hoping that we keep playing. Uh, things are seeming much more optimistic than they, they were a week ago. So uh, let's, let's hope that we'll be able to continue to talk about soccer for the next few months. I hope that I wish you the- great. I, I'm good. No, I was just going to say we, we, we appreciate it and, and we wish y'all the best too. I mean, you know, one of my favorite teams other than St. Louis is of course, De La Salle. So y'all keep on uh, doing over there as well. Thank you coach. And God bless you. And uh, hang in there. Take God care. Bless.
All right. Yes, sir. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Okay, everybody. That, that's uh, Jason Ortling, and uh, um, one of the legends of the game, to say the least. And I think he's got another twenty years left in him. And uh, he's probably got more gray hairs now than he had a year ago. It's just been so much to deal with, you know. Um, we're all dealing with it, I know, but uh, with COVID. But uh, the people like Charles are dealing with so much more. And I'm just uh, hoping that we keep them in our prayers and keep them. Um, Really, I mean, uh, focus, like keep our focus on them. Of course, they don't want us to just lay down and play dead when we play any team from Lake Charles, by all means. But the same token, we need to um, show the utmost sportsmanship and support for them, okay? And uh, that's something that I really uh, uh, can't stress enough. Um, I, can't, I can't stress it enough, y'all, especially if they have some of the weaker teams in Lake Charles that you run into. I think I think it is uh, vital that uh, that we get out of this mentality that I see around the state. I I, I don't like this eight nothing mentality. You know, uh, I know that most of the coaches listening don't want to hear me say this, uh, but I have a girls team with one soccer player on it. Literally one soccer player on it. It's made out of uh, volleyball players, dance team players, and uh, what you call that, yeah, and uh, and and cheerleaders. And uh, and I'm just trying to get them to love. They love the game when we go ahead and practice, you know, because all of them are pretty much playing at the same level. But then when you go play a team that really has kids who are soccer players, uh, you know, uh, they have a soccer IQ, whereas my players don't. And and Every time we get eight zeroed, which I, you know, which is going to happen until these girls really learn just the basics of the game, like what what to do with the ball when it comes to your feet, and not panic. Uh, until that happens, we're going to have a hard time. But it's really hard for me to keep the girls encouraged um, after an eight nothing loss. It's almost like you know these are teenagers. You know, they're almost like okay, well, why bother? You know, and I think the answer is well, a lot of them are not seniors, and. If they can just stick together this season, they can, they can be better players next year. But here's the catch for all of us soccer people. Okay, we talk about soccer getting the shaft. Coach Ortling was talking about that earlier. Okay, well, if everybody's playing soccer, do you think we're going get, to get the shaft, if you will? Okay, to get, get a, a cold shoulder uh, by everybody. And, and uh, the last thing we need right now, it's for like the girls that are on my soccer team to just wash their hands of the game altogether. What we need to do is make them fall in love with the game, okay? And, and look, I'm not saying uh, take it easy on these teams. Uh, I, I've always promoted, and, and I hate sharing this on the air, but, you know, what I do when, I, when I'm up to five, five nothing on a team, you know, I don't call the dogs off. That's disrespectful and play possession. That's disrespectful. I had one team just basically yell out from the uh, – have one of their gr girls yell out, on the field, okay, we can only shoot from outside the 18. And, and, you know, it's just, that's, that's humiliating, you know? I think what you do is you recognize that it's five nothing. And instead of having bloodlust to give your, give your kids more stance, just learn how to keep, keep working on your attack, polishing your attack, whatever your system is. And then when you get to the final, final pass where you got to get to the shot, just miss the shot. Okay. Uh, uh, take a good hard shot away, um, and then what I'll tell the kids is that when it's five nothing, I'm not going to have it account against their their stats as a as a shot 
at goal, you know, and, and, and that's how, that's how you handle it. Um, uh, if I offended anybody just now, I, I do apologize. I know there's some really nice coaches. I talked to one yesterday who said that they, they do, they want to go eight, nothing, uh, when, when they play against a weak team, they're just trying to get the 10 PowerPoints and, uh, and they're focused on themselves. And, and I think that, uh, we've come a long way in soccer that we can say something like that, but I think it's really, really important that we do more than just focus on ourselves. We focus on the bigger game. Like you heard from Coach Ortling just now, it's important for those kids to be together right now. There's something's more important than the result, you know? Um, uh, th- there should be no gamesmanship, for example. There should be no uh, – and that drives me nuts too when you got these rookie car- girls on the field and they don't even know uh, the game, let alone know how the gamesmanship is being done. And they just walk off confused – you know, as to what to do and, and how to respond to it, you know? And uh, anyway, um, I'm going to stay, as long as I have this radio show, I'm, I'm going to keep harping on that. Okay. Uh, if you want to promote the game, okay. Introduce it to new people and then wean them along. Okay. Instead of trounce them. All right. Uh, enough said here. I hope everybody here has a merry, merry, merry Christmas. And, and don't just put lip service so your family comes first. Okay, make your family come first. The kids are watching. Um, make sure they can put their family first. And then and then when you get to work, you get to work, okay? Uh, you, you, you push hard as you can. And I'm just thankful we have a soccer season right now. It's so far so good. I've only had to deal with a couple of COVID issues and uh, being a, a very cautious and, and conservative. And and so it looks like we can keep the season going. I, I pray to God that this season does not end on the 28th of December. Okay? Having said that, I hope to see you all on the fields about that time. Uh, there'll be the St. Michael's tournament a lot of us are going to be playing in. And uh, we can catch up there. Uh, but anyway, until next week, this is Coach Alan DeRoder from Double South High School and from Soccer Innovations of America wishing you and your family a blessed Christmas. Uh, take care. Carpe diem in Christ.